This is kind of uh, in a different format here. Uh, we are now uh, called the JNK Podcast here. And uh, why don't we uh, go ahead, Carl, and, uh, and address kind of the 500-pound girl in the room right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of let people know what's uh, going on with us here. Sure. I mean, they're with us. Both of us are working. We mm-hmm. both work uh, pretty weird kind of schedules. Yeah, we do. Um, I, myself, could be called really at any time to go out to work. So for us, it was just not feasible for us to really get to a set schedule every week for yep. doing a uh, radio show. So collectively, we kind of agreed and uh, took it to some of the other powers that be, discussed mm-hmm. it with them, and here we are. Now we're you know on our own. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're doing uh, the podcast kind of uh, format now. Uh, as you mentioned, it was just uh, going to be a little too hard to... Uh, to commit to um, a schedule to be always on at the same time with uh, the podcast format. We, you know, we can record when we get the chance and then release um, content when we can and when yep. we want to, right? So we got more kind of direct control of, you know, how you know we want to do things. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we uh, parted ways with that Energy Rock Radio uh, on good terms yes. uh, with, uh, with Ryman. And, uh, you know, when uh, they get back up and running in early January, hopefully everything uh, works out uh, fine for them. No ill will, no bad intentions there whatsoever. Hopefully... Uh, things uh, go fine for them over there, and I, I'm pretty sure they will be. They're doing some pretty ambitious stuff now, so you know, we'll see how that uh, pans out for them. Uh, good luck to Ryan and everybody else over there. Andrew That's Rocker, right. So, so yeah, um, yeah, and uh, you know, when it comes to the the podcast format, you know, we're going to be uh, fairly a- ambitious here because uh, here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, we're not the only uh, ones around here that do a podcast. So, no. you know, we're going to more or less kind of be building a little bit of a community here. So, uh, you know, right off the bat, here we want to thank. Uh, um, we want to, you know. Give a couple cheap plugs here to a couple of other fellow uh, bro- uh, <laughs> podcasters in the area. Uh, first off, uh, uh, Robin and Wit with the uh, Space Jam podcast, which I was actually uh, a guest on their last podcast that will get uh, released fairly soon. So we're on uh, Podomatic, where those guys are. You can uh, go and check out the Space Jam podcast. And also uh, Moose. Yes. Matt Hilson with, and, uh, and Mike with the MBM podcast, uh, Everything RC. So if uh, remote control cars and, uh, and that kind of stuff is... Uh, uh, something that you're into, go over uh, over on Podbean, which is also where we're going to be. Yes, and you can check out the MBM podcast. Very very uh, good uh, deal there. Uh, we've both been to his studio over there. He's got quite the setup over there and uh, some uh, good high production values there. So uh, make sure to check out those guys as well. Definitely. I mean, there's nothing better than being able to have other ones that are in the same area as you that can actually go through and mm-hmm. you know give you little tips. Little hints, little yep. tricks, you know, and not just them given to us, but us given to them as well. Exactly. You know, and especially with um, Matt and the guys over at the MBM Podcast, I mean, he's been doing that for quite a while and uh, knows kind of the ins and outs when it comes to that. So, you know, we'll definitely be, uh, be um, you know, kind of uh, hitting him up for a little bit of... For little tips and yep. advice or whatnot, because we are new to the podcast format, like we've been on the internet radio, and it's a, it's a bit of a different uh, deal. So, you know, it's going to take some, uh, some getting used to, but... Um, you know, looking forward to uh, this new kind of deal that we got going here. And if you already listened to to our stuff, you know that, um, I mean, with uh, you and I, it was uh, mainly a turnbuckle talk. Uh, yes. Uh, just purely wrestling. Uh, other stuff, I mean, there was uh, other, you know, playing music on the air, co-hosting, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're not going to be just doing wrestling uh, on this podcast. No. I mean, wrestling will be the main focus, of course, because uh, that's uh, our primary passion and whatnot. But we'll, we'll be touching on other stuff, too. We might... Uh, you know, get a little risky, maybe talk a little bit of politics if we're feeling up to it. We might yep. uh, talk about some technology, which we might get to on this episode, depending how long the wrestling discussion goes for. 
And we might even get into some paranormal uh, uh, ghost kind of oriented stuff because we're, we're both into that. And we know that uh, you guys are into that as well. Right? And so, not even just us. I mean, there are others that are, mm-hmm. you know, in this household that, mm-hmm. you know, are, are fans of paranormal television shows, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's something that we could really bring around full circle and be able sure. to include more people into mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and speaking of wrestling, that's actually we're going to get into a little bit next year. So we'll take a, a quick little little tune break here to kind of uh, to open it up, and then we'll <coughs> excuse me, uh, and we'll talk a little bit of wrestling. Definitely. Right, so uh, we'll be right back in a second here, guys. <laughs> Guys, now let's uh, let's get into a little bit of wrestling discussion. And actually, um, one thing that uh, you know, when we used to do turnbuckle talk, I don't think I ever uh, kind of asked uh, you this question. I was actually open to uh, maybe uh, give our friend Joe Shiverelli uh, a call during this uh, episode to see, you know, what it was like being at uh, a live show because he was lucky enough to be at uh, Survivor Series. Yes, yes and he lost was. a WWE pay per view, but uh, he's uh, got some other stuff going on. So I figured I'd throw this question your way because I, I haven't been to to a big time. Uh, wrestling show live right i mean i've seen it on tv pay-per-views and that kind of stuff yeah you've actually been to like wrestlemania and that kind of stuff in person now what <laughs> actually you've been to a ability of SummerSlam. Right? that's right SummerSlam. yeah now what's it like being at one of these big time because SummerSlam is one of the big four pay-per-views for the wwe what's it like being there in person to experience this we were there um the mm. wife and i we were there um back when it was in toronto, toronto. so we're looking about 11 years ago now, right. um, the wife was actually pregnant with our youngest child at the time. Yep. Um, the atmosphere is just, it's hard to describe. It's like a big family. Mm-hmm. It's like you've just all gotten together for a huge family reunion that's going on. And everybody is just happy with everybody. There's... You know, doesn't matter if you're rooting for John Cena. Yep. Doesn't matter if you're sitting beside a guy that's rooting for Roman Reigns or whoever it is. If you don't like that person, it doesn't matter because yep. that person is your brother or your sister. Now, the atmosphere actually inside the arenas is second to none. A hundred percent, it is. I mean, when to be able to, you could have the best surround sound system in your house mm-hmm. and have the Undertaker's music hit. <laughs> It is nothing compared to being there live to hearing The Undertaker's music hit. Yeah. Right? It's just an experience that, honestly, if you have not been able to do that, you 100% need to at some point. Even if it's just a house show to go and hear, Mm -hmm. just to feel and hear what's going on, you have to. Compared to watching it on TV, would you say that... uh... You know, being there in person for a, a big time show like SummerSlam, does it on TV? Does it do it justice, or is it really, really like? A, is it that much different being there in person? It's it's hundred percent that much different. Very different. Eh? It's yeah. very different. I mean, t- normally on TV, you hear the commentators. You know, you get different camera angles, yeah. stuff like that. You hear the crowd a little bit, but it's not it's not a lot. Whereas at a live show pay-per-view whatever it may be mm-hmm. you don't hear any commentating going on no the seats that you have that's your visual so i mean and it could be you know like just up in the lower risers where you have a full view of absolutely everything mm-hmm. it's an amazing view but the crowd when you hear and feel yeah. what that crowd is throwing out there when they're chanting for their favorite superstar mm-hmm. second to none yeah, I mean, I haven't been, haven't had a chance to go to a big time uh, wrestling show live. I mean, I've been to some other stuff. You know, I've been to uh, the Big House for um, University of Michigan 
college football game. I've been to Indianapolis for the Indianapolis 500. I've been to Daytona 500. It's, uh, you know, kind of comparing apples to oranges, but being there in person, it, it really is a completely different experience. Like, just oh, the yeah. atmosphere and the crowd for most of these things makes a big difference when you're there in person, right? So, the crowd makes it. Yeah. It 100% does. Because if you could be in the arena and have, you know... Mm-hmm. 3,000 people still going to be a little bit of energy and stuff there. But when you get into somewhere like the ACC where we were and you have 30,000 people, it's a totally different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of things getting over really well with the crowd, since we've uh, been doing a show together, Turnbuckle Talk over on Energy Rock Radio, um, a big uh, return happened with somebody uh, got a huge reaction from the crowd. I'm going to mm-hmm. briefly play his music here, and we're going to talk about this uh, certain someone that made a comeback and uh, was really quite something. So uh, we'll play a little bit of that, and we will talk about this uh, certain person. So here we go. So there we go. Now, if you're not aware, if you're not uh, necessarily a wrestling fan, uh, that is the uh, theme, uh, the opening entrance theme for Goldberg. That's right. Uh, so since we've been off doing uh, a wrestling show, he has made a, a return to WWE. And that first time that he came back out on Raw, I mean, one of the loudest uh, pops that I've seen from an audience uh, since the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. hundred percent it was. I mean, goosebumps mm, is yeah. the best way to describe it. Just sitting there knowing what Goldberg has done in the past mm-hmm. and then having him after, what, 12 years return? It, it was just, I, I don't want to use the word mesmerizing, mm-hmm. but it almost was mesmerizing. And I think not only just what he's done in the past and everything and as great as he was, I think just the, the style of his entrance, like him... Walking like basically from under the arena, like down in the, uh, you know, the under under parts there, like walking that being, that being part of his entrance, it builds up that anticipation, right? Well, you just see for him walking past other wrestlers and and, and whatnot, it just you get that oh, right. For people that well, that aren't aware of the actual entrance, I'll mm-hmm. I'll kind of go through quickly how he does it. Yep. So he's got security personnel that are there or police officers. Yep. They bang on the door where his dressing room is. <laughs> yeah. The door opens up. Out comes Goldberg. Goldberg starts walking. Mm-hmm. These guys are walking beside him, and they continuously walk through yep. the backstage area, passing all these other people. Mm-hmm. They get to what is called the gorilla position, gorilla position, where they walk up a set of stairs. They go through the curtain mm-hmm. out onto the stage, and it follows Goldberg from the back all the way to the front. Yep, and then. There's another camera angle that comes around. Yep. And then it shows uh, some sparks and some pyrotechnics that are going on. Uh, a bunch of smoke is happening while Goldberg is standing essentially inside it all. Yep. After it all dissipates, Goldberg then blows smoke out of his mouth, which <laughs> yeah. is an amazing feat to do. Um, and then makes his way to the ring. So, I mean, that's essentially Goldberg's entrance. Yeah, in my personal opinion, one of the, the more badass kind of entrances. I mean, there's other, obviously, there's some other ones that are regular, uh, Stone Cold, and mm-hmm. some of the entrances that Triple H has made at, at uh, WrestleMania yeah. and whatnot. Uh, 31 with doing the whole Terminator thing. Now, that, that was pretty badass. Some people thought that was kind of hokey. I thought it was pretty freaking cool. Shawn but, Michaels from the Rafters sliding yeah, all the way down. Yeah, there's been definitely been some good ones. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just coming back and then. So basically, what uh, more or less kind of happened here, um, 12 years away from uh, the business, not, not just WWE, 12 no. years away from yeah. the wrestling business completely. And um, a certain somebody called him out and challenged him to a match. And that uh, certain somebody was... Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yes. And then playing up the whole kind of thing, you know, uh, Goldberg came on Raw after doing that really badass entrance. And saying they got chance to, to a fight, but you know didn't have the the balls to do it himself. His little stooge there, Paul Heyman, did it for him, right? Yes. And uh, they they really really built up and um, and uh, hyped up this match. Like one of the more 
hyped up matches in a long time. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. It was, yeah. it was probably one of the biggest hyped up matches. Goldberg was on sports center, mm-hmm. which is Huge. national to everybody can yep. see sports center. Mm-hmm. And he was on there talking about it. So, I mean, you want to talk about hype. That's the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet leading up to this, uh, this big time match at, uh, at survivor series, which, um, as I mentioned earlier, our, our friend uh, Joe Chivarelli was lucky enough to be there in person to experience yes. all this firsthand, and hopefully, maybe we'll get him uh, maybe on uh, you know maybe on the phone or something on one of these episodes to kind of get a firsthand account of what to happen there. He was able to be there in person for uh, for NXT Takeover and that both in Toronto, and this match was um, it was right at the end, right at the end of the pay per view. Yep, right at the very end, and. Let's just put it this way: not what I was anticipating that was going to happen. No, very. I mean, I, I I expected Goldberg to win, just not in the way that they did it. Oh, quite a bit that that uh, that happened with, with this actually, <laughs> considering how short <laughs> this uh, particular match was, right? And we didn't yeah. kind of find out the the kind of ins and outs until after the fact of what actually happened. You know, so minute. 12 i believe or a minute 24 or something like that less is than how two long, minutes yeah uh essentially brock gave him a little shove goldberg just kind of shrugged it off pushed him back basically landed him on his butt and then one spear two spear jackhammer one two three done 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 ding um, ding ding <laughs> we were watching that pay-per-view and i mean i was picking my job off the floor and uh i I will say at, at at the very first, I felt that they made a bad move. You think so? Um, would you? I mean, not knowing everything that we know now, at, at that time, did you feel it was a bad move, or did you you like what they actually did there? At that time, at, I at, at right at that time, I because I, I was confused. First, I was I was confused and speechless. A hundred percent, I was. Yeah. But after kind of letting it sink in for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. I was okay with the way that they did that. Yeah. Now. I wasn't okay with the way they did that either, mm-hmm. right? I mean, to have Brock Lesnar, this beast incarnate, as he's nicknamed, mm-hmm. you know, take out all these people that he has taken out, yep. and then to have Goldberg come in in less than two minutes beat him, doesn't in didn't in my mind until we learned th- other things, but didn't in my mind really make sense. Mm-hmm. But it did make sense because back in the day when Goldberg first came in, Goldberg was, I guess you could say, the original Beast Incarnate, <laughs> where he squashed everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess my main beef with uh, tackling it that way is, I mean, you have Brock, you have this guy who has destroyed basically almost everybody else up until the, up until that point. Yep. And then to basically, you know, you know, to have him be squashed. Now, after everything after that, like if Brock would have any more matches in the meantime, you know, until maybe him and Goldberg have another match. I mean, how do you get him back over now knowing that he's been squashed by Goldberg? You can't. Right. That's the thing. That's that's my only big issue with this. And I'm wondering if, you know, if they're looking far enough ahead on this. Right. Or are they just going to have Brock just kind of sit still until... Maybe he has a rematch with Goldberg. I think that's maybe the only thing you can do. Because I think if you have him beat anybody in between having a rematch, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. No, you're right. It wouldn't make any sense. I hope I'm not the only one who kind of is thinking this way. Kind of knowing little bits of kind of what they had for contract for Mm -hmm. uh, Brock. Right? Like Brock is, I'm pretty sure it was either a three or a five year contract. You know, several million dollars each year, but only a limited amount of dates to appear. Yep. So he may be nearing that end time of dates to appear. This could be a good way for them to have, you know, Goldberg take out Brock Lesnar. And now Brock Lesnar isn't seen for a little while, which is allowing him more dates to be able to, you know, use them a little bit further. Yeah, definite, uh, definite possibility, and uh, we do know now that he is going to be doing a little bit more now, mm-hmm. because uh, supposedly, uh, you know, how much of this is work or shoot or whatnot. But uh, basically, uh, Stephanie asking, you know, uh, do you not only have another run in you? Do you have a championship title reign 
run left yes. in you. And that is that's Goldberg we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but first I gotta play a little quick uh, uh tune bit that I kinda played here and then we will talk a little bit more about what uh, Goldberg has coming up here for a little bit, all right? So we'll be right back in a second here. I thought I had a little fun there with the uh, with the uh, Seth Rollins uh, theme and then inserting Jericho's uh, bit uh, in there for a little bit of fun there. Um, speaking of, of Jericho, before we get to, back to more Goldberg, talk about a guy that can keep reinventing himself and it's still doing well. So this, diverse. This whole um, this whole stupid idiot thing, the it thing, the list of Jericho. I mean, staying relevant and keeps reinventing himself. And in, in, in this particular case, now what he's doing, you know, just somebody who's not afraid to kind of poke fun at himself and, you know, willing to, to do that. Yeah. I- impressive. I mean, the, the, the guy just, I mean, how long has he been in the business now? We're probably and looking man, 16, 17 years that he's been in the uh, business now. I just talk the, the staying power. I mean, and just when you think that, uh, you know, cause I, I, I've been kind of one of his harshest critics and just saying, oh, okay, no, this is enough of him. But yeah, he continues to, to prove me wrong, reinventing himself and then staying relevant. Uh, it's impressive. And just the and three it, things that you mentioned there yeah. are what's happening right now right with now. him. Yeah. That's not going back for, you know, however many years that he's been in the business. Yep. There's been so many other different things he's done. Absolutely. The biggest one for me that I remember is the Sexy Beast. Mm. Because I actually went out and bought a Chris Jericho Sexy Beast t-shirt. And I loved it. Yeah. And that was, you know, or, or what, are, what are some of the other ones that he's done? He's had Sexy Beast and he's had, um, you know, Ass Clown. You know, that's, um, you know, and, you know, just, just everything that he does and he embraces it all. That's the, the key to making these kind of shticks work, especially the ones that are borderline on cornball, uh, really embracing it and, you know, making the most out of it is crucial, right? Because it is. That there's been some gimmicks in, you know, WWE kind of specifically that, you know, maybe, you know, that didn't pan out for very well or for very long, mainly because, you know, the, um, the performer slash wrestler, whatever you want to call them, entertainer, didn't fully embrace the character. That's right. And some of them like really should have really kind of panned out and didn't for, for just for that reason. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, getting back to, to Goldberg, now we uh, we know that he is going to be in this year's Royal Rumble. Yes, he right? is. So I guess he's basically the first confirmed person that's going to be in there. Yes. Now, do you, uh, how can I can I put this? Do you think that they're going to have him win the Royal Rumble? Well, to before we answer that question, yeah. we need to give a little bit of a back on that. Mm-hmm. You kind of alluded to it. Stephanie McMahon did come out and say, mm-hmm. do you have another title run in you? Yep. And he essentially said, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Stephanie comes back with, well, that opportunity is through the Royal it's Rumble. Through the Royal Rumble, yeah. Right. So that's where Goldberg then says, okay, I'm in the Rumble. Yeah. Is he going to win it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, for him to be able to do this, um, I don't foresee him coming out early and just kind of going through everybody. I think if he were, were to come out, I think he would have to come out very late. I would say between 27, which is that magical number. Yeah, uh, more, more spot. That more people have won from uh, 27 than any other number. Between then and the 30, or if they decide to go more. True. Right? So, I don't, I don't think that they're going to go the 40 route. Um We've been talking to some other people about this, uh, you know, personal friends of ours. Maybe, maybe something, maybe having more than one ring. You know, with all these uh, brands and everything now, with cruiser weights and all this kind of stuff. Um, could they potentially do something like that? I don't know. It's a possibility. It's a you ring. never say never in the wrestling business. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's very uh, relevant here, especially with Goldberg coming after coming back after twelve years of yeah. being out of the business. Uh, so yeah, I mean, anything can happen. It's I don't think anything like that's been done. 
Like at least in the, the Royal Rumble format. So. Not in the Royal Rumble format. One of, one of the ones, I'm going to go into it. One of the ones that actually had been thrown out there by another friend of ours yeah. uh, was having three rings. Three rings. Doing like a World War Three kind of, like WCW had three rings set yeah. up. We could essentially do uh, 60 mm. people. Yeah. You know, and then when it gets down to 10, they all converge in one ring. Yeah. Right? Yep, they could, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. It, it could end up being a bit of a mess, too. Like, you know, oh. as, as you and I uh, are well aware, you know, the more kind of people you have in there at the same time. I mean, Royal Rumble's different because, you know, touching more on this, like, at Survivor Series, they had that tag team Survivor thing. Yes. There was, like, 20 people. Yeah. And uh, really hard to keep track of, you know, who's the legal person in the ring and, you know, who can actually make a pinfall or whatnot. We're almost a bit different circumstance because it's basically free for all, right? So that's right. So something like that could potentially work. You know, it remains to be seen. I mean, maybe they'll do two years in a row where they do something a little bit different. Because last year, I mean, it was the whole one versus all thing, right? That's where right. Roman Reigns defending the, the title. Yes. Uh, in the Royal Rumble match, right? So it'd be interesting to see them. You know, two years in a row do a bit of a twist on things. Would you want to see that? Would you want to see? Not necessarily the sixty person, but something gimmicky with the Royal Rumble. I would, I would say, I think three rings would be a little too much. I think two. Okay. Do, I think two would be good. And I only ask this yeah. question because yeah. I know that yeah. the Royal Rumble yeah. is your favorite of all time. The Royal Rumble match is my favorite. I, I've seen every single one. You know, I mean, I haven't seen every single one live as it was being done. I would say at least uh, the last fifteen years or so, I've seen every single one. You know, as it's kind of happened, and yeah, it is my favorite match uh, that the WWE at least uh, does. So, if you were the Booker, what would you want to see? Uh, I'd want to see. I mentioned when 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 this was uh, still turnbuckle talk, uh, uh, where we used to be at. You know, I, I like the the surprises. I like the surprise entrances. Okay. I don't think that there were enough of them last year. I want to see more of them this year. You know, I think. Uh, I mean, Goldberg's not a surprise now because we know that no. he's going to be in there. Uh, I would definitely say <laughs> CM Punk. You know, obviously throw that name out there. I, 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 would, I would love for him to make a, a surprise uh, Royal Rumble entrance, even if it's just a one-off thing. I think, uh, I mean, he gets one of the biggest pops that you can get with the yeah. crowd. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, our former guest of ours, Bushwhacker Luke. I think that they, uh, I think there's still an opportunity to maybe use him if he's still uh, if he's still down for it. Sure. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. hundred um, percent. I mean, uh, he is. Uh, if if you've actually seen him recently, I mean, he's doing a comedy tour now. He actually. Uh, just in physical shape, he looks pretty decent. I think looks maybe, amazing. I think he could still come in and maybe take a bump or two, even if it's not. I mean, obviously, we know somebody like that has really no chance of winning. I think just coming in and making an appearance of some sort um, would be fantastic. Um, you know, yeah, just I think more of those kind of surprises along nice. the way. I always like to be kind of surprised. Definitely. Right. And I mean, the Rumble is a perfect opportunity to do that because, you know, you can even have them come in like Boogeyman, some of these guys, you know, they don't have to do a whole lot, just kind of show up. A lot of these, I mean, their gimmick is so kind of over the top. Just having them show up is, is more than enough. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think Diamond Dallas Page is, is probably still uh, maybe game for something like that, you know. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on, you know. Maybe even Hulk Hogan. Mm. Maybe even bring uh, the Hulk Hogan back. Because we know that they're, uh, there's rumors that uh, they're talking about having him at WrestleMania in some capacity. Really? So, yep. Let's bring the Huckster back. The Huckster. I mean... Yeah. That's one of those things I, I've mentioned before. I think it's just a matter of time before they need to bring him back. You can't ignore the single biggest name in professional wrestling. I've mentioned it before that even people who aren't necessarily fans of professional wrestling just in general know that Hulk Hogan is basically the name when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah. At some point, they're going to have to like reinstate him into the Hall of Fame and, and make him part of the WWE. They're going to have to at some yeah. point. Unfortunately, until the day that he dies... Mm-hmm. He is going to be synonymous with professional wrestling. Yeah. Now you There's say unfortunately. No... Did you say? Did you say unfortunately? Yeah. Why is it unfortunate? Well, because I think it's it, it's almost time to, to move, move on. on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like Hulk Hogan was there back in the seventies, eighties era. I mean, we're already we're going into two thousand seventeen mm-hmm. very soon. We need to get somebody else. We need to have that that next person that's going to be that big name star 
that's going to no matter where he goes and we almost kind of have that with the rock right now mm -hmm. where he's branched out into other different things and he's kind of almost taken on that whole role of being yep. the name synonymous with professional wrestling yep. he's not quite there yet mm -hmm. and i think we honestly need somebody like that and then we can put hulk hogan out to pasture mm -hmm. i think it's it's definitely time to um, you know, especially when it comes to him, I'm interested that you brought it up and brought it up that kind of way because, you know, uh, going outside of the WWE with TNA, who, who's in big, big trouble still right now. I mean, they're just barely keeping afloat thanks to the fight uh, network. Um, you know, Hogan, Sting, and all these guys brought into TNA uh, at a time where, where I think they TNA could have brought in a, a lot more of the new kind of talent that yes. WWE ended up picking up. Uh, they ended up... Uh, you know, spending a lot of money on on the uh, on these legacy kind of guys, you know, like him. You know, I think they did they even yeah they brought in Ric Flair. Yes, a bunch they of these did. Guys, and they must have paid a lot. I'm them. sure they did. Right, and I, I I mean as cool as it is, you know, for some of us older school wrestling fans to see these kind of guys. After a while, you know, like you said, you know, it's kind of like okay, you know, we need to make room for the new blood. Yeah, we really do. I mean. <laughs> It's just too bad that it happened away because I mean I think that, that uh, had a big impact on TNA wrestling in general. It did, and unfortunately, when it comes to TNA um, or Impact Wrestling as it's now known, yep. um, the one who was running the company, hmm. almost like Eric Bischoff, had an open checkbook. Yeah. So it was given to Dixie Carter. Hmm. Here you go. Here's the money. Who are you going to bring in? What are you going to do with this? And it was almost as though it was a test for her. Because after all of this happened and no money was made from it, when they actually lost money, yep. is when things really started to take a flip and a change. Because then it was like, oh, well, we gave you your money. You're mm -hmm. not getting any more. You know, a very good point. And, uh, I mean, there's still kind of some... Uh some entertaining stuff there over at Impact Wrestling. I mean, just recently, actually, with you, watched uh, one of the uh, episodes of that, and this whole Matt, uh, <laughs> this whole Matt and Jeff Hardy thing. I mean, so, some of the, the the funnier stuff that I've seen in quite a while, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, it is whether um, the stuff, especially with Matt Hardy specifically, not sure if that's intended to be funny or not. But I mean, it, even, even even if it isn't, it, it is absolutely hilarious. Some of the stuff that they do with him. It is a hundred percent. It is. I mean, for those who may have watched back in the day a little bit, um, going back to more of the Attitude Era, mm -hmm. where Matt and Jeff Hardy were there, they were big name, Team Extreme. Yep. You know, Matt and Jeff Hardy and Lita, everything was great, mm -hmm. right? But the Matt Hardy and the Jeff Hardy that we have now, very different, um, very very different. Mm -hmm. Matt Hardy for some reason has a blonde or gray streak in his hair, yeah. and he's speaking with an with an accent of some sort that he's it's that on and is. off i don't know what that accent is. yeah it's an on and off it's accent that's happening yep. so it's it's entertaining it 100 percent it is no no denying that it is uh they you know like i said whether it's uh, intended to be funny or not it is funny <laughs> and uh so you know if they're going for funny i mean uh good job <laughs> yeah it worked <laughs> uh, it worked it's and one in particular they're backstage brawling with uh these guys are wearing masks. I'm not even sure what that was all about because I, uh, I didn't get the whole context of that whole situation because I didn't see everything leading mm. up to that. But he literally had the guy's head in, in a plastic garbage bin and was whacking with the lid on the bin and saying, delete, delete, yeah. delete. Every time I almost pissed myself when I yeah. saw that. That was hilarious. And it's and, and that whole delete thing is yeah. over with the crowd. It, it is. It's, Matt and Jeff Hardy come yeah. out. They come yeah. out to Revy Sky playing their theme song. Yeah. Jeff Hardy singing it. Yeah. Matt Hardy and the whole crowd going, delete, delete. Yeah. Del it, like the whole thing just works. Yeah. And I'm honestly surprised. Yep. It, it, if it works, uh, why not go with it, right? Now, with, with Impact Wrestling uh, in general, we'll touch on this briefly before, you know, kind of maybe wrap up the... Uh, the wrestling discussion here now that the fight network has basically kind of uh you know saved them do you think that that's going to be a, a, enough to keep them going as a company or is it just kind of life support at this point no i i think it's going to be enough yeah a hundred percent i do because on the fight network itself when impact is on they're doing good ratings mm -hmm. so if the fight network comes in 
helps them out, they're going to keep those ratings and still profit even more from it because now they're essentially funding and Mm -hmm. receiving from the shows that are happening. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think they'll, you know, they'll, they'll do well. I mean, I don't obviously see them being like a strong number two competitor to WWE. No. I mean, there's still, I mean, I've mentioned before, as much as I'd like to see there be a strong number two choice to the WWE, there's nothing really on the horizon right now. There really, really isn't. There isn't, no. I mean, uh, we've talked to Jeff Jarrett before about Global Force. I thought there was some potential there. I don't know exactly what's happened there. They're just kind of happy, just kind of, you know, not... not I don't want to say like a, like a, just in a certain region, maybe isn't the proper term, but just doing small little independent shows and that's about it. I, I yeah. think I think there's maybe more potential there for that to, to really turn into something. I just don't know what happened. You and know? we don't know what's happening no. either, right? Like no. it could be that Jeff is just trying to, uh, you know, kind of bide his time and yeah, make well sure be. that things well are going be. to work how he's trying to run this company mm-hmm. now yeah. and go from there and then possibly make it bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they're doing shows because I follow lots of different, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff like this. And um, what's his name there? Cody Rhodes mm. is actually now one of Global Force Wrestling's champions. Yep, I did see that. That's right. Yep. So Jeff's still doing what he needs to do, and he's still kind of pulling in a couple of, you know, bigger names and stuff like that, which is great. And making them champions and having that name with that title, with the company, who knows from there. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple more uh, wrestling uh, topics I want to discuss before we go into a little bit, something different to kind of uh, end things off for our first episode here. Uh, Somebody else made uh, a return just recently with NXT. And I know that you're going to have an opinion on this because I know you're a big fan of uh, of her. Uh, now we're talking about uh, with the, the NXT Women's Championship match that happened at TakeOver just before Survivor Series. Yes. With Oscar uh, taking on the returning Mickey James. Yes. Speaking of Global Force, uh, she was kind of uh, invested in, in that company as well as with uh, Magnus, who we had on uh, Turnbuckle Talk yep. before. Nick Aldis. Yep. And came back and didn't um, go necessarily the way that... I would have liked to have seen it gone, and I would hope to have seen it gone. I know you're in the same boat because I know yeah. you're a big fan of hers, right? So, <laughs> so overall opinions of of that match that uh, that she had. Honestly, I, th- I, I, mean, I feel uh, for me personally a missed opportunity for something really cool there. I think it 100 percent was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. for something bigger that could be done. Yeah. Now, my, myself. I have on other past Turnbuckle Talk shows that we have done, I have voiced my opinion with my disdain for Asuka. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, she's she was a big name over in Japan. I get it. But yeah. what she brings here to North America just isn't the same as what the North American... Yeah. women within the wrestling world are doing mm-hmm. so it it's and they, they built her up as this monster mm-hmm. which you know you've got nia Jax, who and, and i and i know i have a huge disdain for nia Jax as well yep. but they built up nia Jax as the monster in nxt mm-hmm. they've brought her over to the main roster they're building her up as a monster in the main roster but nia Jax never went over oscar no why yeah. Right. They're just the whole thing with Oscar. Just it, it honestly it irritates me. Now, mind you, they had a good match mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. I hundred yeah. percent, or not Survivor Series at NXT Takeover Toronto. Yeah. I hundred percent say they had a good match. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the match. Yep. Could they have done things differently? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. One of the issues I think because Oscar has uh, you know similar to Shinsuke Nakamura, and I'm using that kind of loosely. Uh, has this strong kind of style. Yes. Now, that works for, you know, for Shinsuke with uh, wrestling the guys. But I think, uh, like you were saying, with the um, with the women's wrestling, having only the one that has this kind of strong kind of style just makes it weird. It does. You know, because there's nobody that can really match up with her properly. No. Right? And Nia Jax has the same kind of issue because she, she's this big woman who just comes in and just literally just squashes um you know when there's no kind of other person like that it's it, it, it there's just it feels like that there's just an element missing there 
There is. There's a huge you know, element missing. And I honestly don't know. I mean, other, you need to have a, like multiple ones that have that summer kind of style for that to, to match up properly. You do. You know, so, you know, I think there was some potential for her to, to kind of really do something and be something special. But I mean, it just, it, it, for her, just think like, it feels really flat. And you, you know, know what? Now, now that we're talking about this, I wonder if that's why they brought Mickey James to do this match with her to maybe help put her over a little bit more because Mickey James could, you know, go with the best of them, take a bump like nobody else Mm -hmm. and still fight in a, not dirty style, but in a strong style. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Mickey James can work in a Mm -hmm. strong style. So Maybe that's why they brought her in to yeah. do this. If that's the case, I would say that it didn't work. It flopped. Because I, I think right. that uh, people now just want Mickey James more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it um, to, to put over somebody like Oscar, it's it's kind of tough. I won't say it's like Roman Reigns kind of territory for trying to get something over. Because it's, <laughs> that, that's uh, making a tough comparison there. Because it's it is. Two totally different things there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... Uh, like you, I thought it was that was a good match, but uh, you know, with it, just it's an odd combination when you have, you know, one of the better women wrestlers that there's been in the WWE, and you have this strong style Japanese uh, woman wrestler. It just it it doesn't mesh very well. No, and I will say that her character is kind of lacking as well. Yes, you it know? is. It just it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot there, and it's not just the language barrier that's the issue. It just it feels like there's just character wise there's something missing there like she doesn't quite have that that charisma that like like Nakamura can ask right so very true you know is that just because she's you know arguably a heel I don't know I really don't know I don't know either but I hundred percent I agree with you on that it's yeah. there is a hundred percent something that is missing something is just not there and honestly for me I think. It does have a little bit to do with the language barrier. The, the culture uh, shock a little bit? Yeah, yeah just absolutely. just because, uh, what does she really say? Somebody comes out there and gives mm. this amazing promo, yeah. cuts this perfect promo on her, mm. and all you get out of her is, I kill you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. That's all you've got? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, she may kind of be helped if she were to have... Yeah somebody who could talk for her on her behalf absolutely yeah like paul Heyman does like paul he- like paul Heyman does with brock lesnar 100 percent, right but will we see it probably not mm-hmm. so is she good just going to continue to be a stagnant character who holds a title it could be i think so because uh, i mean not everybody has that uh, that factor well let's face it you know there's not not everybody can no right and uh does she have that it factor right now i would say no Oh, 100%. Could she get to that point? Sure, anybody could. Well, but, you know, I mean, if people can put in the hard work and and get over, you know, and and do very well, I mean, it can be done, but not everybody can. Pure and simple. True. You know, that's why not every single person stands out and can be that it person. No. And I honestly don't see her getting to that point. Could prove me wrong, but, you know, time will tell. I think she's had enough time to prove it, and she hasn't. Now, one thing I think we'll uh, we'll touch on too, uh, wrestling wise, is Undertaker uh, came back recently as well. Mm-hmm. He did. And what do you see now? I think he's gonna you know have a few kind of matches here, and it looks like he's gonna maybe do some SmackDown stuff. Yeah. And you know, saying that you know WrestleMania isn't gonna define his career. Yes. Which was a little, a little cryptic for him to say, but I can definitely understand that. Um, I mean, we've said it before, you know, Undertaker, you know doesn't owe this business anything he's going to go out the way that he wants to go out do you see maybe wrestlemania even having said all that do you think that this could be his last wrestlemania this year no no you don't think it's going to be no i don't think so i don't think so either no he said that he's not going to let wrestlemania define his career which in my mind going through kind of playing different scenarios up Mm -hmm. i think this is meaning that he may do something spectacular enough to maybe have another title run with mm. a I don't know I just just an idea okay yep. so we have the WWE title we have the universal title mm-hmm. 
what more spectacular than The Undertaker winning both of them? Both of those, yeah. Right? And carrying both of them and working both brands. And that be something that defines him. The first ever person to yep. hold both those belts at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then he retires. Yeah, that could be something. Uh, having said all that, do you only see him having a match at WrestleMania this year? And who could that potential person be? I do see him having a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> Who that person could be? Several people. Yeah, we could have it a Kevin Owens. That one uh, is on my short list. We could have it a Samoa Joe who comes up from NXT. Mm-hmm. We could have it an AJ Styles. Yeah, we could have it a let's say Bobby Roode coming up from NXT. A little soon, maybe, but I yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's too yeah. soon. Um, As really, those those are probably yeah. the four that yeah. I would that I would really yeah. say. One of mine uh, might seem like an odd pick and could be a little risky too, knowing what happened the last time this kind of situation came up. I think Seth Rollins could be an interesting one as well. True. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, with him doing the thing with Sting and then, you know, that basically being a career ending for Sting, you know, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, tough for me to, to pick, you know, and then this with, with Sting as well. And an Undertaker, I know that there's still you know people mentioning that as well. I personally don't see it ever happening. Sting has said that he would like to, though. He would like to. I just don't know if he can. That's that's it, right? Right. There's like a big I mean, Sting. Between, and... I mean, again, you know, Goldberg, a perfect example of never say never. Yes. But I mean, Sting. You know, as as much as, as, as I think people want to see it, eh, tough. You know. I would love to see it, do, and I would love your, to see go, push luck, see yeah. Sting be able to go to his doctor and say, "This is." This is it. This is my last one. Yeah. I need to do this. Yeah. This will define who I am. Yeah. Right? And then have that help. Have that doctor give him whatever. Give him cortisone shots. Give him whatever he needs to be able to do that one last match. Yeah, that could uh, potentially be a way. We know Hogan needed to do that to wrestle the Rock. Yes, he <laughs> but, did. Uh, <laughs> and uh, lucky to have his body not explode there. But uh, True. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there could be any number of things there. As I mentioned, Undertaker is going to, you know, he's not going to be told, you know, how he's going to end his days in WWE. He's going to do it the way he wants to do it. That's mean, right. He's probably the only one that has the luxury to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. And what that certain thing is going to be, I speculated before. And I, I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I, just whatever it is, I just hope it does his career justice. That's yes. All, that's my biggest fear is that they do something that, Ends it off on a sour note. That's right. And that was one of my biggest fears when him and Lesnar had the match where Lesnar became yeah. the one that beat the 21 in one, right? I I thought for sure that that's it. Yeah. He's done now. That's going to define him. I mentioned that before, too. I think that that Undertaker streak, I think it should have been one of those things in this business that should have stayed untouched. Never been touched. I, I think it, it really should have been because there's nothing really that's been like that, uh, you know. I mean, you could argue for that situation either way. I mean, you it, could. It really depends if you're a, I can be a Brock Lesnar fan or if you're an Undertaker fan, right? So, you know, I'm more kind of old school. I'm more of an Undertaker fan than I am a Brock Lesnar fan. But you know, it, it is what it is. We can't go back and change it now. So, nope. He is the one in the the 21 and one at that time. So that's right. 22 and one now, if yep. I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, I just hope that he goes out in a way that. Uh, you know, Does him justice. Yeah, because, I mean, there, there's some other ones that could argue for this, but, but, I mean, one of the best performers that there's been in this, just the business in general. Yes. I mean, they're, I mean, I mean, it's off the charts with The Undertaker. I mean, he's, he has literally done it all. Yep. Right, so, yep, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic for WrestleMania this year. I hope they <laughs> knock it out of the park. One more thing I think worth mentioning here. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but, uh, you know, and, and they've done this recently with uh, people in mixed martial arts, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, most recently showing up at WrestleMania. Yep. The 31, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a talk of a, of a big name uh, in MMA coming over to do mm-hmm. so, something with WWE. Yes. I've even heard it as much as signing an actual contract with the, the WWE. Really? Yes. And, okay. Uh, and, and this was uh, Triple H, actually, um, who... Uh, supposedly mentioned this and i'm talking about conor mcgregor yeah. from the ufc who was just recently actually stripped of his uh featherweight um yes feather, the featherweight. featherweight title uh to jose aldo 
He's just the lightweight uh, champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're talking about uh, bringing him over to the WWE in what capacity? I'm not sure, which is interesting considering the smack that he talked about. Oh, yeah, he's uh, huge. Right, so whether they maybe bring him in for a Royal Rumble surprise or say something for WrestleMania, who knows? Personally, I, I think bringing him in for, for something I think would be really interesting. I think it definitely 100% would. It'd be really interesting because he is, um, at least in uh, in the UFC, very outspoken, very kind of polarizing kind of figure. I mean, he is somebody who is not afraid to kind of speak his mind. So when it comes to the professional wrestling aspect, I mean, already would be a natural for shooting promos. He would. Right? Conor McGregor in the UFC is the showman. <laughs> yeah. He 100%, that's what he is. And the amazing thing with him, too, is that, you know, he he talked to Smack and everything like that, and uh, in Hype It Up, the guy's able to back he it up. He can back after. it up. There, there are too many guys that, that have both. You know, they either, you know, don't talk any Smack or and, and are just able to knock guys out and, and win fights, or the ones that can talk Smack and then end up looking like chumps after. Yeah. He does both. He does both. He right? does. So, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I would like to see him do, do something, even if it's... Uh, even come out to get get squashed by somebody, maybe him come out to the ring and and do his whole thing, and then somebody come out and just be his ass. I mean, I think it would be perfect if they, uh, you know, leading up to the Royal Rumble, they uh, leave one person out, and then they have just on the Raw before, yeah. uh, and then on the SmackDown Live before, you have him come out, cut a promo. <laughs> I am that thirtieth person. Mm-hmm. Right? Just something like that. That's all he's going to need to do. He can talk as much smack as he wants. Yep. And then show up and do the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then from there, whatever happens, happens. Right? But at least then, it's you're going to get more buy rates mm-hmm. for those who still watch it on pay-per-view, who don't have the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's And it's going to bring over MMA fans to, mm-hmm. to just for that. Yep. Right, and they're gonna get the whole pay per view and have to watch the whole thing to wait until the very end where you see Conor McGregor coming out for the Royal Rumble, which is the main event. And I think maybe you find a way to maybe incorporate Mr. Goldberg in that in that situation, and you have maybe maybe just Goldberg be out there in uh, in there by himself. Maybe have him, you know, everybody be eliminated. I would think it would have to be somewhere near the end. Yeah. And then maybe have have him come out, and then you have that that uh, that wrestler versus talk smack talking MMA guy. Yes, right. So, and I think Goldberg would be uh, a good person to be put into that position. Yeah, definitely. So, remains to be seen what they do with that. Uh, I mean, they're, it's a cool time to be a wrestling fan. There's quite a bit going on. You know, uh, both those two main brands were in WWE are doing very very well. Very well. Very very well. Uh, TNA still or Impact Wrestling, I should. Uh, more accurately be calling it uh, still hanging in there yeah as much as i keep calling for their demise they keep hanging in there and uh, doing their thing so i mean yep cool time to be a wrestling fan i mean hopefully or maybe ring of honor can maybe step it a little bit more and you know, hopefully we'll be talking more about these other promotions as well oh yeah we definitely will be and uh looking more to that because i know that um <laughs> a lot of the talk does kind of center around wwe because i mean they are the company that's Next to impossible to not talk about them. Yeah, you know, there's so much going on with them right now that I know that it took up kind of the lion's share of the show here talking about WWE. But I mean, it is what it is, right? So, it is. It's our. It's the first show that we're doing on JK Podcast. Mm-hmm. So just be ready. This mm-hmm. was just a little taste of what is going to come, and we're not just as Big Joe said. We're not just going to be talking WWE, mm-hmm. but we're going to now mm-hmm. be including yep. Impact. We're going to include yep. Ring of Honor, who is partnered with New Japan Pro. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. maybe throw some Lucha Underground talk in there. Different little things like that. Yep. We're gonna do our homework. We're gonna check all this stuff out, and we're gonna bring it to you guys. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned at the beginning, too, we won't just be doing uh, wrestling talk. We'll talk about some other stuff. I was kind of hoping to maybe get to, to some other stuff. We are we are getting close to our hour mark. I think we are going to try and cap these uh, shows off at around an hour. Yes. So, so maybe uh, next week or whenever we get a chance to, to come around to doing another show. Because as I mentioned, I'm not, we're not going to commit to you know necessarily being every single week or always being on the kind of same day because our work schedules are a little... Uh, 
a little crazy here, but uh, we will kind of keep you guys up to date when we'll have something coming out. Uh, this particular show, I'm going to try and uh, get it out for maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Again, no promises. I'll get it out and we'll notify you guys when it. Uh, this one will be uh, released for you guys to listen to. And uh, yeah, we'll, Which you'll we'll be listening to it on because, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're not live right now. No, so. we're not live right now. It, it's it's a weird transition to make. It is. Going from being live. So if it if it sounds like we are still kind of doing that, it's because we're still in this kind of transition phase. Yeah. From going being on live internet radio to recording a podcast to be listened to afterwards. So, so yeah. Uh, before we we do wrap up, though, we want to, again, give a shout out to a couple of our friends here. Yep. Uh, Matt and uh, Mike over at the MBM Podcast. Everything RC. Like I mentioned, if you're fan of uh, RC car ra- RC racing make sure and check out their podcast over on Podbean as well as Robin and Wet with the Space Jam podcast over on Podomatic that's right and um, they talk about all kinds of stuff they talk about wrestling too they talk about movies comic books all that kind of stuff so make sure and check out them as well over on Podomatic and then for us yes. if you're listening to this mm-hmm. we actually have created a Facebook page mm-hmm. for you on your computer or on your mobile, you can just go to fb.me slash jkpodcasts. There you go. Make sure you include that S in the end there. That will take you right to our Facebook page. Like that page because that's where we're going to throw information to you. Yeah. And feel free to uh, post some topic uh, ideas on, on our page as well. If there's certain stuff that you guys want us to... Uh, to talk about, feel free to uh, you know drop us some hints there and stuff that you guys want to hear us talk about. You know, because uh, I mean, there's obviously there's stuff that we want to talk about that we, oh, yeah. we think you guys are gonna like, but uh, you have an opportunity there to give us direct feedback of stuff that you want to hear discussed. Yeah, there right at the very top, there is yep. a send message button on that Facebook page. Yep, Click sense. that, and it's gonna shoot it right over to one of us here, and we will be able to then look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, I think the next time around we'll. we'll, uh, we'll more than likely, probably talk a little bit more wrestling. Uh, I want to do a little bit, uh, talk about a little bit of technology uh, stuff as well. Uh, just recently, uh, Google uh, released uh, their Pixel phone, which is like one of the hottest uh, you know, electronics uh, yes. things out there right now. It's uh, their vision of what they want a smartphone to be. And they've actually designed it and made it themselves. So I, th- I think we'll talk a little, maybe a little bit about that and uh, some other stuff or, or maybe some stuff that you guys want to hear us talk That's about. That's right. So we'll... Uh, be doing all kinds of stuff, as I mentioned, not just the wrestling here. So perfect. All right, guys, I think we'll wrap it up here for this time. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, I'm Joe, and that's uh, Carl. I'm Carl, and thanks for listening to the JNK podcast. We'll see you next time.